Welcome back to the Gym Owners Podcast, guys. I'm your host at Tyler Stone. That's at Tyler F and Stone on Instagram. Uh, John, tell who we are. Yeah, I'm John Fairbanks, and you can find me on Instagram at jbanksfl. Welcome back to the podcast. We have uh, kind of a continuation a little bit. Uh, we went over last week on uh, using kind of a blueprint and why you should use that in a way to make selling assessments easier in your business. And we kind of wanted to elaborate on that because we get some feedback from coaches. And one of the very common things that they say is, well, I know how to do assessments and nobody fucking wants to buy them. And that I would actually say is the most common complaint in regards to movement assessments. When we talk about gym owners adding that as a product or finding ways to, uh, you know, make new channels of revenue. Uh, every time we point to assessments, it's the first answer we get is, well, I tried to do them. Nobody wants to buy it. And right. we ended up finding that the issue is very often in the way that you're talking about it. So we'll kind of go into that in depth uh, here as we go. How do we want to kick this off, John? Should we start well, with why? It, yeah, and, and starting with like you, you used the four-letter word, Tyler, which was sales. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that was really what every person we ran into, they were having a problem with that word. It holds so much weight. It's one of those things where the second they think of sales, they start thinking of like a, a sleazy, like pleated pant wearing, plaid suit wearing, used car salesman type guy. Yeah. And the fact is, is that we've all, I know I dealt with it when I had my gym. I guarantee you did. And I know that every person we've talked to so far has dealt with it in some way, which is they tried to be able to infuse more money, more revenue in their gym. So they start working with an outside consultant. Maybe they hire a company, they get going with a group and they get their very first set of like canned template messages that they need to use. And it's instant death. Yeah. Yeah. It just sucks the soul right out of you every time you send something and you think you're doing it right. And a little piece of your soul leaves each and every time. And it isn't until you get that one message in your DMs from like one of those trusted members of your gym that have been with you for a while. And they're kind of like, Hey, is everything okay? It seems like you're, or, seems like you're doing something, something different or something new. And it's awful. Did you hire someone to write copy? Who's really bad, <laughs> you know? Well, there's a lot of it too, because yeah. out there, I think as gym owners, when we start, especially when you're doing a lot of the stuff, the DIY in the beginning. So everything right. we, that we always talk about gets to the point of you doing it, understanding it just enough and then get yourself out of the way and delegating. Well, looking at copy and figuring out ad copy, email copy, social media post copy, you know, this, the, the phrases and terms you use and call to action. It's best that you learn some of it so that you just don't completely trust anything that anybody tells you to, to go and send out to your people. But also in trying to do it on our own, you can really fall in this trap of just blindly copy pasting stuff that you see and just shooting it out there, which is which is brutal. It's unreadable. People don't like it. People they, they worry that the business and the, the community that they like so much, they worry that it's being taken away from them. Because they're like, man, I used to like these guys and this guy and the thing that they did in this gym and now it just seems like I'm just getting copy paste blasted and it's really, yeah. really tough to digest. Now, <laughs> that's one of the things we want to get into here for assessments though, is that when people start going this route, when it comes to assessments is 
the reason they can't sell it is for the same reason is your, your copy, your form of communication, whether it's a verbal or an email, otherwise is completely oriented on the wrong thing. And I think yes. it's super important. And we go through, um, we use some frameworks to describe almost everything, but the gist of this thing is the way that you're talking about your assessments is the reason that your people don't care at all about your assessments. And yeah. the way that we've mentioned this before is your movement assessment, your, Hey, I see what's going on when you bench press. Like I, I kind of see that thing. I know what's going on. I think let's get to the root of it and I can really help fix this, this thing. Let's find out what this problem is. And the assessment just points to a problem and the problem points to needing the assessment and nobody cares about solving that problem is the truth. Your athletes yeah. don't care. Your clients don't care. Nobody off the street comes in really, really get in touch with them about what they actually are there for. And most of them is not to like, ah, this shoulder, this bothered me for 20 years. They're not, they're paying you to fix this for them. They're paying right. you for abs and fun and coaching and fitness. And you should be able to nudge them in a way that will not exacerbate those injuries. And that should hopefully give them options to work around them and build the strength so that they can be pain-free. But I promise you, if you're a fitness coach and you're going pain, 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 assess, diagnose, assess, diagnose, they don't care because that's not what they hire you for. And no matter how loudly we say that, like that you can do it. And by the way, I believe all of you that you can, but no matter how loudly you say it, you just sound like somebody who's trying to be like, Hey, I'm the guy that can do this. I know what I'm doing. And it's awful. It's really, yeah. really unpalatable. And that's why the assessment itself, the movement assessment sits, and we always use this analogy, but it's just a tool in your mm -hmm. toolbox. And it's not for you to explain to them that I'm going to do this assessment. Nobody wants to be assessed. Nobody wants to be diagnosed. And so we kind of reframe this in a way. And John, you want to take it from here with how we start to, to reframe the assessment communication? Yeah, the way we, the first way we, we step back, we built out, which is what we do, right? It needs to be a framework that you and I can easily look back and say, okay, this is something that we can easily follow. Can we do it if we can do it? Well, fucking anybody can do it, right? And so that's where we start. So it's it was easy. We we wanted and it made it super simple, right? It's we wanted to be able to talk to people about assessments, talk to coaches, talk to clients, talk to anyone about assessments as though we could read their mind. And so this is why the framework we created was called ESP. And so the the number one goal, like you said, is stop talking about the tool of the assessment. And now start talking about the number one goal should be just establishing what the client wants to achieve in the near future. Hard stop. That's it. And so the E is establish goals. And this has been the most successful strategy that we've seen when it comes to interacting with people, whether they were a new client, whether they are renewing clients or current clients, it didn't matter is fully transitioning the assessment offering away from the assessment and towards just the service of goal setting, game planning, right? Whatever you want to call it. Once it's that, now it's going to be whatever the client wants to achieve is the goal. And it's amazing when someone can hear, start being like, oh, well, yeah, I want to achieve that. Like, great. I want you to achieve that too. <coughs> like, well, awesome. How do we do that? Exactly. People become immediately more receptive to everything that you're saying and we've talked you you said it was a tool tyler and this is the idea where it's like if you're a roofer it's kind of like if you want to sell someone a new roof which is a good chunk of change 
the last thing you're ever going to do is just totally nerd out with a customer about like the hammer you use that's super badass to build the roof. Yeah. Like the person's going to be like, are you trying to sell me a hammer? Or like, I want a roof. I want this thing over here. But like, oh yeah, but like this thing is going to do all the stuff. It's like, why don't you just talk to me about the roof? That's pretty well. And, and that's exactly the right way to present it is because I do feel like as coaches, there's a reason a lot of coaches that get, uh, pay for the education and learn and understand how to do a very high quality movement assessment, they end up only finding interest in them from other coaches. That's it. Their own coaches are interested in seeing other coaches that they know are interested in it because we just want to nerd out on movement. And that's great. That's great for coaches. And you were sold that as a coach. You were sold that because you're a coach and you like that stuff like you're into that kind of stuff and you want to nerd out on that level but your clients do not care i've talked about this before but you go in and you start talking to people about their, their latin their terrace major and their oblique and it's this peck versus this peck even if you're right 100 they don't give a shit. and i just cannot understand why coaches keep using that language unless you're speaking to coaches that language is you might as well be speaking Mandarin. Well, it's, and this is, and, 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 and it goes, it goes nowhere. And so this is the, it's the, it's the biggest issue that we found is that you're just talking about your own toys in the language that your own people are going to, that like you and your other coaches are going to love. And it just doesn't work at all. And when we finally had people start like the first step of this, establish your client's goals. And then the most important step is speak their language i never as a service technician it was my inclination when i started i always wanted to go up and talk to these people and when i found out what was wrong i was stoked right it's like it's i'm the smart guy i diagnosed it the diagnosis is the cool exciting part that makes me feel brilliant and we had to teach all of our technicians to shut the fuck up about that part that they were doing <laughs> know that the clients don't care and by the way you being excited that you found out what's wrong just makes you come off like a dick yeah, because it really makes you come off really condescending, like, oh, well, it's freaking Latin, dummy. Like, and even if you communicate the best, all you're doing is picking at their flaws, and they don't like it. And when someone's having a problem in their home or on their body in the gym, coming up and just being jacked up, like, well, look at how smart I am. I know that the thing in the thing winds up with a hoobada jew, and then that that's how we ended up here, and they just don't care. So speaking their language after having actually established their goals, the assessment your version, the way we view the assessment as a tool, that's not a product. That's just a tool. This product yeah. that we're talking about, the assessment is a part of this product. And that means establishing their goals and then speaking their language. Because if someone's here for weight loss and you're going to offer them a movement assessment and not involve anything with weight, with body weight, you're not going to collect any data on body weight, body composition. You're not going to talk about food habits. You're not even going to offer them a service regarding food habits, nutrition. Yeah, I mean, nothing. Then how aligned are you or how misaligned are you with your actual client's interests? If that's how you're coming up, you're coming at this speech, coming through with your assessments, like you have talked about their lat and their shoulder and terrace major or whatever bullshit you want to like, like, by the way, that might be right. And they're only there because they want to lose weight. So you need to put... All right, fixing this shoulder stuff is a part of this, but you even then you don't need to force that point. Saying simply, all right, so what do you what do you what do you want to accomplish these next few months? That's a hammer of a question when it gets to finding out what people want, what they really want in the fitness space. 
there's a timeline they're going to be they're going to understand they'll mention to you things that are in their own way you know very often it's themselves very often it's an injury or i know i need to do this i know i need to do that but now you're actually speaking their language so when you get finished it's you know okay so you've you want to lose weight you're having a hard time with the back so you can't really lift very heavy you're having a hard time with food habits and stuff like this now me offering an actual thing that's all inclusive that maybe let's find a real status check on your weight right now body composition let's do a real conversation about your food habits then let's see what movement issues we're having in the way so that we can come up with a plan to put those movement issues behind you and alter Mm -hmm. your current plan forward and if some of that involves extra attention from me as a coach forward that is a very important part of the esp framework is the p which is Providing opportunity, but Tyler, there's one thing I have to bring up though, before we even move to this piece, it's how do you even know how to do all those things though? Because I'd be willing to bet everything that you just described, you just rattled off like one after another, one after another of all these phrases and words that would then connect with a client on their level with like a regular Mm -hmm. human being that doesn't say what they do for fitness, but the fact that they work out. Yeah. that i enjoy working out i don't enjoy fitnessing like it's what either, type of certain... periodized training are you into <laughs> so that kind of stuff right yeah and it's how do you know it's it's like it's don't overcomplicate it it's start if you have people you have everything that you need and we spend too much time trying to to validate all the time that we've spent like paying money to get coaching mm-hmm and all the money that we've spent to be able to get smarter. And so then we want to just exert our will and smartness on everyone. And instead it's like, dude, start, start, stop talking so much and just start listening to what people are saying. And they're literally going to tell you what their goals are, what they want to achieve with the words that they're using. Because I would say Tyler, if if you're still selling assessments, like, like you said, fixing the lat and fixing these things and doing all like, you don't even get the opportunity to even get the meeting. You don't even get the meeting with someone that really just wants to be able to lose weight. So it's like, it's that, it's that complete miss. And so that's why it's, it's, this isn't rocket science. You have the people right in front of you. So as soon as you stop using that coach's speak and just start listening to the words that your people are saying and start asking your people, Hey, why do you train here? Like, I would love to like, Hey, you've been here for a while. Like what's, what's some of the things you enjoy the most? Like whatever they say is about to be absolute fucking gold. So don't miss it because, I don't know, they're not using some sciencey bullshit. I would almost guarantee you if you polled every member in your gym what their top two goals would be over the course of the next 90 days, that 95% of them would include, one of their top two goals would include get leaner. I freaking guarantee it. So how is your, so you coming and speaking assessments based on flaws and shit. It's like, yeah, listen, bitch, I'll limp this broken hip and busted back all the way to abs. <laughs> I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Like, come on. And yeah, your job is not yeah. to ride them till the wheels fall off at all costs, but like, you know, use the thing that they care about to give them the things that they need and want to. And it's not that hard. So at the end of this, once you've gone to speak their language, they're going to start to be interested in the thing you're talking about now. Hey, you want to get leaner? 
let's come up with a new terminology for your assessment that's better than assessing or diagnosing because that sucks. Yeah. And you figure that out how that works. We like the term map sessions because it's we meet, assess, we come up with a path forward, or however we do it. Map sounds like there's a journey. Sometimes Game we plan, use right? body. We're going somewhere. Yeah, and sometimes we use body mapping and scanning stuff too. So the the visual representation that they get it all kind of aligns and feels like a professional product uh, that is about a plan and a path forward. And this does need to be an integrated product. But once you've gone and spoke their language and you and now that you're here and you're working with the whole point of this whole thing is that we're providing an opportunity for them. Bingo. And that this moment isn't me, the goal of the assessment, the way most of you guys are communicating very often. Some of you are doing great. I'm sure you're selling tons of them. If you're not, I promise you it's your fault. This is and so so for a lot of you that it's not working, <laughs> it's not working because all you're telling them is you're going to find out what's wrong with them. Right. And even if what's going forward, that's just not what this is. So frame this as what they want, in what they want, find out exactly what that is. And the opportunities you're presenting them forward might actually make sense to them, not just do more work on your lap. You're going to have to work on the inside of the bicep and your left pec's a little fucked up. And of course, you just don't engage your hamstrings that well. Well, truthfully, this covers 80% of all athletes, the things that I've just mentioned right now. And so right. like, none of this is that, it, like, so can you take that and integrate that data, the information, and actually come up with a plan and present it as a plan to getting what they want? Because nobody is paying you $200 a month to fix their shoulder. Either way, you no. can do a good job, but in their brain, when, it, when the time comes to spend money on that, they're going to pay someone that's not you for it. And, and you just got to get used to it. Outside of making the mistake, it's everything you just said. Outside of making the mistake of talking about it badly, that's the number one mistake we see. Yeah. The next mistake that's the most egregious that I see almost everyone make is that the assessment is the opportunity. No. That is the thing, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, you're broken. So use this and then you'll go and then you'll know what you need to do. And it's like, no. Because it's like, I don't want the, an opportunity to find out how smart you are. Right, right. So That's when we important. say that, when we say provide an opportunity, tell that this is our bread and butter. We've talked about it now for several episodes. We built a goddamn university <clears throat> online to help people figure out how to do this. And it is, this is where, what does it mean to provide an opportunity? This is provide people a opportunity to spend more money with you in your gym. And what we call is, is offer building, create an actual offer. Tell you it's my one of my favorite things that you say on this podcast, which is the only thing that somebody can do with a gym membership is cancel it. Yeah. And the fact is, is that if your only opportunity that someone has is to just be a member of your gym, for the rest of all time and eternity, that isn't an opportunity. That's a wedding proposal. Yeah. Yeah. And not a fun one. And this, and, and I think that that's super important because this is where this can actually become a centerpiece in your business. And it's super important for that because then this gives you your resale opportunities constantly. So this is where you come in. And if someone comes through the end of the assessment, it's not, Hey, look how smart I am. I figured out what's wrong with you. Well, fucking figure it out. The point is now I have services in my business that I can offer, which allows them to know what you do, know what services you have that can help them get to where they want to go, not where you want them to go. Right. And then after that, 
it's going to fully allow them to take action on it or not. And if they don't take action, by the way, and as they're entitled not to, right? If they don't take action right then and there, they know three months down the road, if they haven't achieved their weight goals and the shoulder still bugs them, they know, hey, he did tell me what I could do and I didn't do it. And now like this is that seed has been planted. And at the very least, you don't have a membership base at your gym that has no fucking clue what you do or what you can actually do for them. And the only thing they can think of is they have their time in class that they show up and they do their exercise and then they leave. That's, that's not a service. It's just, it's not, it's barely a service. And so lots of coaches do a really good job in that group format, but you and I both know, and everybody out there knows if every one of them got an extra hour or two a week of you with them directly focus without all the noise, give them all the fun of group fitness elsewhere. But like, if they had an extra hour or two a week with you, they would do really, really, really good things. If you're good at your job, and I hope you are. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, you actually want to help people, then start presenting opportunities for the people that want that help. There's people, there's more people that are in your communities that you than you realize that just would, that want that extra help. There's the equal number of people that don't want that help. And they're going to continue to be your group warrior. Group. Like that's all they're going to do. They're going to be those group warrior class folks, but there are those folks that want that more one-on-one and then you can provide that higher level of service. Yeah. Well, we got to get out of here soon here, John. I do want to wrap up on something real quick. One of the reasons we talk about this is the, the, the sale after this or the opportunities that you provide for them is it kind of sits at the centerpiece of what we do with offer building is the goal of this is to actually challenge yourself to be the best at your job that you can be. Meaning if someone comes in and you just do an assessment, say, yeah, see, it's the lat, and you give them some lat exercises and then that's it. Well, that's not a very thorough coaching product. And if you want to be respected and well-paid as a fucking coach or as a business owner, then I think you need to start rethinking, how can I offer more? What services can I offer to this person who say comes through your new map session instead of a diagnostic assessment, they come through and do your map session and they go through and you learn they want to lose 20 pounds. And they got a bit of a back thing and they have some, you know, wiggly stuff in their, in their midsection, yep. really low control over their, their ability to brace and they got back pain. And so they have trouble with their nutritional habits and, you know, they're just kind of stalled out in their fitness. Well, that person is right to reinvest. They might be very right for supplements and nutrition coaching, and they may want just one day a week of your time, one hour a week for say eight weeks or 12 weeks to make sure we're getting focused work on the actual movement related stuff. So you can present them with offers, offers stacked as such, you know, supplements with this one week, one day a week for 12 weeks with this nutrition coaching for this or farm it out to somebody else. You can do all sorts of stuff with that type of a framework or that type of an offer presentation that actually gets your clients the results they're there to get. It makes you better at your job and if they say yes to any of those services, every single person wins. They get a better yeah. service, you make more money, and I go one day a week, I offer two day a week, and I offer three day a week. So I kind of feel them out on what they want. I say, here's what we can do, you wanna do one, two, or three, and they can just look at it, and they can tell you no to everything. But that's really the reason behind this offer building stuff, is if you want your business to be good at it, then put yourself in a position where you actually have to deliver. Because if right. all you're doing is shuffling people into group classes, I hate to break it to you, if people don't get results, you're just going to blame it on them or the group class dynamic or whatever. And I just don't think that we need to be using that excuse anymore. Yeah. 
I'm I'm all about it. If, if you want to nerd out, nice job. You did great. Blacked out. Um, all right, guys. We gotta, if, we gotta if you want to dive, yeah, yeah. But if you want to yeah. deep dive on the offer building stuff, go to hackyourgym.com. Right, uh, Gym Hacking University exists for this exact thing. Deep dive into your gym. Use what you already have inside of your business and be able to start putting offers together and start providing opportunities to your clients, no matter what you are, whether you're a personal trainer, whether you want to open a gym, whether you are a five-year veteran with a gym, it's if you want to be able to provide more opportunities for people to be successful, it's a great place to start. Yeah. And we've got, I would say, the easiest, most easy to deliver, highest rate of success sales system that you're ever going to stumble across. If you're not used to a bunch of slick, pointless language, this offer building things makes it a hell of a lot easier on you. Present offers, you don't got to be slick, you don't got to sell anything. So, all right, that'll have us wrap up. Go to community.hackyourgym.com, get into the group. Uh, Make sure you follow me at Tyler F. and Follow the show at Gym Owners Podcast. And John? At jbanksfl on Instagram. Awesome. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace.